You're listening to the Neurotic Nourishment Patreon. <laughs> Patreon? Patreon. Patreon feed. Thanks for supporting my mom. <laughs> My name is Dr. Lindsay Wisner. I'm a psychologist, author, a mom, and still an occasional shit show. You're listening to the Neurotic Nourishment Podcast. This is a place for smart, sweary women to talk about stuff that matters, stuff that can make us uncomfortable, but stuff that helps us to learn and grow and be okay with living in that discomfort of not knowing the right thing to say or do all the time. Thanks for listening. You can also find me on Instagram at PsychShrinkMom or at Neurotic Nourishment. I love that it says that now. I hate it. It freaks me out. I just think, I just, I just and I don't I think, like her voice. Like, I know it's, it's over to me. It's too much, but it's just like, I get why you're doing this. I do too. But then when I stop it, recording stops. I feel like she's sad and mad at me. I have some guilt issues. What can I say? That's why I became a shrink. Um, so I am here with Alex Minor. And I would like to tell you guys, we'll read you guys, guys being the listeners, although mostly women, but I'm not assuming anything about gender anymore. Um, Alex Minor is a superhero or a villain. He can't quite decide which, but the level of creativity contained within his mild mannered form must be a mutant powder. Power, powder is cool too. At least that's what he tells himself. Um, I love that. We are a superhero family at Marvel all the way. Fuck DC. Sorry. Hey. I know. Listen, I like Wonder Woman. I love Wonder Woman, but. Ugh. Well, we can get into a debate about that later, but I'll, I'll just say I, I love Marvel characters better. I think DC has better storylines. You might be right especially because i cannot tell you how long it took my family to explain to me the tesseract cube and i still don't fucking understand it also gave me trouble flash and the multiverse like i was like i don't get it and now i get it and so i've improved but it's it's, it's a rabbit hole it's such a rabbit hole but i i also grew up like loving wonder woman so i can't abandon her and I don't love any of the female Marvel characters. So mm, yeah. I know. Um, so uh, I loved this um, introduction and it was such a great way to sell yourself. And um, a few years ago, um, I got diagnosed with AD, adult ADHD. And in retrospect, I'm like, oh my fuck, of course I've had this. but. I only realized it when I was filling out the forms for my son, which we knew since he was like three, you know, but um, when it began to interfere with his schoolwork, we, um, it's a weird mic. Um, when it began to interfere with his schoolwork, we got him officially diagnosed and whatever. And as I was filling out the forms, I was like, this is crazy. So I went to my um, a neurologist and I was like, this is gonna sound fucking nuts because I'm a doctor, I'm a female. I'm 
41 and I, you know, uh, but I think I might. And he's like, well, did you procrastinate in school? No, like never, no. Were you ever late with any papers? No. He's like, really? I was like, I can't, so, see, I can only pay attention to something for so long. And then, so I have to start things in advance. And then he and I both looked at each other and I was like, so that's a yes to the adult ADHD. Um, but at the time, you know, quiet, you know, quiet girls who like to put glue on their hand, wait for it to dry and peel it off were not being diagnosed. It was loud little boys. So, mm -hmm. um, but so now uh, my son and I both have it. We refer to it as our like, you know, it's our super strength and our super weakness. Um, it what's, it's what makes us so creative. And it's what means we can't remember if we've taken our meds every day. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, under, I totally understand. But, um, but so you're the chief creative officer at I, E-Y-I, Am Media. I'm a writer also, so clever. I get that. I like that. <laughs> Yeah, it's been, it's, it's a work in progress. You know, I'm, amazingly, we've uh, been able to keep the rent paid during the pandemic. And, and we've got some great clients that keep on coming back and value the work we do. And we're just trying to add a few more to the roster. Sure. Well, let's find you some. I might be one by the end of this. So how do you, I guess, you know, what's the power of, a video. I mean, obviously I asked if we could use our video. So I know there's something there, but yeah, the, the way that I like to think about it is when you're using video strategically for your business or your brand, what you are doing, if you're doing it right, because there's, there's so many terrible videos out there, right? We've all seen them. We've also all been the subject. Uh, you've seen like the crappy local car commercials or something like that or we've got a, know, guy, a guy that does like pool decks out here in, in long island it's so yeah bad. yeah so those those are the bad videos but when you use video right and when you're using video with a concrete strategy what you're really in effect doing uh is cloning yourself you know, we only have so many hours in the day. We only have so many things that we can do. And if you're trying to keep your business afloat, you're busy trying to keep your business afloat. So that doesn't, especially when you're a solopreneur or a smaller business. So that usually means you don't have a ton of time to be actively marketing and advertising the business. Uh, or, you know, being the face of the business, you're too busy operating the business. So a lot of small business owners and solopreneurs, they don't really advertise, they don't really do true marketing. And what video lets you do is capture the best moments, the best parts of yourself, and put those on display 24 seven 365 in a million different places online. So that the right people who need the services that you provide, who need the things that you sell, who can appreciate your offers, they have the opportunity to find you, get to know you, get to like you and trust you and want to do business with you. Um, especially in today's world where people value transparency so much, you know, I mean, if you're looking at a video, it's, I, I like to say it's like a window into your world and- sure. I mean, that piece of glass literally is like a window. 
Excellent point. Excellent point. Um, uh, the piece of glass is like a window. You know what I was thinking as you were talking is um, TikTok. One of the most annoying parts of my job as of late is when my depressed or anxious patients who I text back and forth with my I work with some seriously suicidal patients and some seriously anxious patients. And it just, my, the sound of my phone is never on for a reason mm -hmm. so that you can text me any time of the day, you know? And, um, but my least favorite fun time is when they send me TikTok videos and of like people explaining how they feel. And that seems to be a great marketing place, I think. Am I, uh, or not? I don't know. No, TikTok is an excellent place for marketing. And I'll tell you why. In and the reason this is such a great example is because a lot of people think that marketing doesn't work or they think that marketing won't work for their business or they think that video specifically won't work for their business. And usually the examples that you get are something like Facebook or you get Instagram. And the reason that it's so hard to gain traction in those places is because at this point, those platforms are fully mature. Yeah. And when I talk about fully mature, I'm not talking about the, the users, you know, but those two. Well, <laughs> yes. But I mean, I mean, I believe everybody on social media is kind of immature in one respect or another. But when I say the platforms are mature, what I mean is that at this point on Facebook and Instagram, there's really either a balance of uh, content creators and content consumers, or there is more content than there are consumers. Yes. TikTok is the reverse. TikTok is a young platform that is popular, but right now the reason that it's so easy for people, and I, and I use the word easy loosely, um, but the reason why you see so many more people having success, gaining traction or building an audience on TikTok is because there's way more consumers of content than there is creators of content. There are loads of people who go on TikTok and spend hours scrolling, but you won't get them uploading to TikTok no time soon. And so what that means is there's an imbalance there, There's which is heavily weighted on the side of the content creator. So you got people just yearning, begging, pleading for more and more content and not enough people creating it to keep up with the demand. So that means each of those pieces of content has more opportunity to be seen by the audiences that are there. I'm so pissed you just talked me into doing a TikTok account. Like yeah, I told I mean, you, I had this, I had this crimes of Long Island podcast and I was, Oh, that, that, yeah, that'd probably be a great place to, to promote your podcast. Yeah. I just don't know how to use TikTok. Is there like a TikTok for dummies? You got a kid, you know how to use TikTok or they can teach you. Fuck. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Anybody who's listening, if you're like, I need to be on TikTok and you don't know how to use TikTok, get your kid to teach you. Ask your kid. Yeah. Trust yeah. Me at least know. the basics. And, and here's another thing. A lot of people don't want to be on TikTok because they say, well, I don't want to dance. You don't have to dance. No, no. I'm not, I, I, no. Look, here's a couple of examples of people who are doing TikTok different, not just following the trends. Yeah. Um, Okay, there's Gary Vaynerchuk, who, you know, Gary V, for those of you who, who might know him, he's a big marketing and advertising guy, used to be a big shot in the wine industry. I mean, he still kind of is. He's, uh, Does he sell but, whiskey by any chance? No, he, he's really yeah. a wine guy. Um, he, although he did help his family's liquor store business, like quadruple or triple in size. That was like his big first accomplishment in business. Um 
in and then launching wine library tv uh all sorts of things vanner marketing is a gigantic company um but gary v if you see his content on tiktok he's not fucking dancing he's not doing none of that shit he's 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 having his people take clips from his everyday you know adventures or whatever find the best bits and like distill shit down to like 15 second clips where he's saying something impactful and that gets uploaded yeah. I'm in. I got to figure it out, but I'm in. But um, I mean, you've already just told told me something I had no idea. Yeah. I mean, I've heard of uh, there was this math teacher who was somehow I, I haven't peeped her feed, but she was getting traction, like doing math tips and, and tricks and like giving kids advice on TikTok. I mean, I don't know how you're teaching me anything math wise in 15 seconds or 30 seconds or whatever like i'm maybe i'm a little slow but apparently she figured it out and she's gaining traction there uh you know there are chefs on tiktok who are showing recipes there are uh artists and creators and and uh artisans craftspeople who are showing their process you know not that you'll be able to replicate their process from their 30 second or one minute video but it looks really cool and it and people are watching all right, so I, I mentioned before we started that some of the, um, a lot of, uh, you know, my listeners are like educated, adult, sweary women, otherwise they wouldn't listen to my pod because I swear a lot. Um, and so, but many of us, our kids are at an age or, um, or we've, our business is tired. I, I like to call my podcasts and stuff stuff, my side hustles, I write for different things. And it's just because it's not making any money. My husband refuses to say it's a hobby because I am under the delusion it'll make money. And so we've settled it on could. like side it hustles. Can. Well, that's what I'm hoping. And you know, someday maybe, but um, but I was definitely avoiding TikTok because I well didn't want to dance, I think. And you've pointed out a great point of view. I mean Again, the nutritionist, the personal trainer, the, um, you know, all of these people, I think you're- Oh yeah, there's lots of health people on TikTok too. Right, you know, but I think that, and perhaps they're, these ladies I'm thinking of are both like 10 years younger than me, so they may already be on there, but- but it sounds like whatever your your side hustle or small business idea or big business idea, it, you're reaching an entirely new audience. And you're, mm-hmm. I didn't see it the way you did that right now there's um, more consumers and fewer sellers for lack of a better word. I like the way you put it, producers, consumers, contenters. Yeah. Oh God, help me. I creators, said, content Thank creators. you, creators. Um, but I, I do agree with what you're saying. I mean, if there weren't, then these idiots couldn't, not idiots, just teenagers couldn't spend like hours and hours scrolling through TikTok. Um, and so that's, that makes sense. And even actually, you know, I told you my 12 has a, uh, has a, um, a, a show, a, a YouTube channel and you know he's always upset and he wants us to pay for one of these like you know and I'm like no I'm sorry um but he could go on TikTok and you know probably use some of his stuff somehow and um and maybe get some attention it's a great it's a it's a fantastic idea like to use the newer platforms besides TikTok is there another cool new platform that I'm not aware of 
Um, I don't know if you've heard of Clubhouse, but that was something that really exploded towards the end of last year. And I didn't understand it. <laughs> so basically Clubhouse, it's an audio chat platform, right? And so now a lot of the other platforms are trying to copy it basically because they don't want the competition, which yeah. is what always happens. Um, you know, this happened with stories with, on Instagram and YouTube. They're basically copying Snapchat. Um, but what happens is with Clubhouse, it's in basically like audio chat rooms. So the same way that you're talking on your phone, you would go into Clubhouse, pick a room you want to be in. And if you come up on the stage, you know, which is just basically the person who created the room or who's the moderator in the room, they can choose who can talk. Um, you come up on stage and you talk to people. And there's so many different rooms about so many different subjects, whatever you're into, there's people on there who are into comic books or discussing finances, business, science, uh, life, a lot of life coaches and, you know, health people. And, but I mean, I, I've been in rooms with HR professionals, uh, people talking about, you know, creativity, the creative community, graphic designers, filmmakers, uh, all people from all sorts of streams of business are going on there and and having these discussions. I've I've met other marketing professionals. Um, what else? Uh, there, you know, I'm really big into LinkedIn. There's so many people discussing LinkedIn because so many people are trying to figure it out, right? Especially since the pandemic, um, people wanted people who lost their jobs or were trying to find a new job or just trying to launch their business or what have you trying to figure out LinkedIn because that's another platform where there's a lot of opportunity and a lot of organic reach and and that's there's another one I don't understand I mean I'm on it I'm on it I just you know um I don't use it properly um but but you're right and it's it, um it's another one that we don't think of right because in in one case people don't think of it as social media um and it wasn't but now it is Right, because when Microsoft and, came yeah. on board and and took the reins, they really uh, became passionate about building engagement and conversation on the platform. And so first they added the feed, and then they added the ability to post pictures, and then they added the ability to post videos. And now they've got stories, and um, and, and they've. I, I don't remember how long they've had the video messaging feature, uh, but they've got, you can send video DMs if you're already connected to somebody. And now they just launched, I don't know if they've released it to the whole platform or if it's in beta, but they just um, started, they just integrated, I think they've integrated Microsoft Teams into the messaging platform on LinkedIn. So if you, you can schedule a video meeting with somebody on LinkedIn and actually meet, do the video meeting within LinkedIn. Which sounds convenient, pointless. I'm not sure. A little bit of both, but I understand that depends on what your intentions are for LinkedIn. Right, I mean, right. It could be very right. convenient, um, especially if most of and for a lot of people, link a lot of business people, LinkedIn is their primary social network. So it is convenient because now if they are spending a lot of time on LinkedIn anyway, they don't have to worry about going outside for a Zoom meeting or doing or having to jump into another website or application to do to do a meeting. They can just, I'm already on LinkedIn. I've got a meeting. Let me click the thing in my messenger and boom, I'm there. Right. Um, you're right. It's like before we started hit record, we were talking about Calendly and my, you know, overscheduling and how, you, you know, we mentioned it's a common thing when you first start. And um, my Calendly is a 
connected to my Zoom, which is fantastic. And, you know, I even thought about just asking patients to schedule on Calendly, but then I would have no clue what was going on, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right, there is something easy about the way you book on Calendly, it already goes to Zoom. And um, and so I can see it. Um, and you can even set up, um, depending on, I mean, I don't, I don't know how you set up your business structure, but you can even take payments through Calendly. So. I did not know that. I do Venmo and PayPal. Well, that's not true. I do, my husband and I, he's a psychologist and a lawyer, we do Venmo and then I have a separate PayPal account because yeah, I'm you a can take payments and through, I deserve you can PayPal account. payments through yeah. Calendly. Interesting. So somebody can pay, so you can set it up so somebody has to pay before they book. So to be able to book, you have to pay. And so the actions kind of happen at the same time. Like, so is that how you do your, um, your uh, you, they're not called patients, they're called customers, right? Clients. Clients. Um, we have one thing that we do that way, and that is a, uh, and that's kind of like a content planning session where we come up with your overall, um, what do we call it? I'm having I'm brain parts. Like consultation or like a it's a, it's a consultation where basically we kind of we build your never ending content plan. Ooh, you and know because like a, a lot of people when it yeah. comes to or, or I like to say your never ending content machine because what happens with a lot of people when it comes to creating content a lot of the reasons that they don't start because they say well I don't know what to talk about and my thing is. If you sit down with me, I will get, I can build you a framework where you will always have something to talk about or within like five, 10 minutes, you'll be able to, to come up with, you know, a week's worth of content ideas or a month's worth of content ideas, because you've got this roadmap where it leads you to different subjects and things that you can, so you can always be building content. I mean, that sounds fantastic. I might be setting that up with you soon too. You can help me. Um, what? Let me ask you a question, like what, is there an ideal amount of content or does it like- or, More. Okay. That's the ideal amount, more. Is it? I feel like, so it's funny because- More. Okay, okay, always more. Um, you know, the, the interesting thing is like the way, if you don't post for a while on Instagram and then someone posts, it lets you know, it lets you know, so-and-so hasn't posted in a while. Right. And and they do that to kind of, you know, they're trying to keep people interested. They don't want people leaving the platform. They don't, they want people to be engaged. So when you see those kind of things, the platforms are doing is because they're, they're just trying to prod you into engaging. It works sometimes, you know, maybe. Um, okay. You sound like you're a rock star at, at this job and like, you've already excited me to, you know, TikTok, um, LinkedIn. Uh, I know I'm part of this um, badass bitches. They're not all identified as female, but I just like badass bitches. They're, uh, it's, a, it's like a secret writing group on Facebook. And so, okay. um, but I got invited into it because I wrote a book and I write for Psychology Today and nice. I hit it off with a fellow psychologist and she asked me to be added. And it's like, as a mom, it's like anytime like someone posts a meme or like shares something, I'm like, I know her, I know her. Like the top, you know, like people or him or or they, but like so a lot of the top people are in this group. So it's awesome. And a lot of them got into Clubhouse briefly, especially because the platform that 
they had been using Medium. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. a writing platform, but they suddenly started screwing us on um, on payments and whatnot. I don't know the details. I'm new to it. I'm not into it either way. And um, there are better ways to make money writing for other publications. But Clubhouse right. like came and went briefly. I feel like from the writers, but the life coaches, different yeah. story. Yeah, coaches, financial people, health people, um, business folks of all stripes are are still on Clubhouse. Yeah, um, a, a little of Clubhouse's thunder got stolen because you know Twitter came out with their version, Twitter Spaces, Facebook is testing out their version. Um, I'm pranked to God LinkedIn doesn't try it. I mean, I still have an AOL account, so like, Uh, you know, I still have an AOL account, so I'm kind of old-fashioned and why I'm hesitant. So do you run into a lot of people like me who are just like, I want help and I'm stuck in the mud? Yeah, and and, but for me, I'm kind of different, you know, because I'm not trying to sell video to just anybody. I'm actually not trying to sell video at all. No, you're trying to sell a plan, a platform. I'm trying to sell solutions. Okay. Um, Because the thing is, video content is really only useful if you come into it with a plan and a purpose. Yeah. Uh, You can make random videos all day and they might get you some attention, but why are you making them? What is it that you want people to do when they see them? There's got to be some sort of strategy. And that's how I build myself as a video marketing strategist. Yeah. Um, there's got to be a strategy behind it. There's got to be a plan. There's got to be a point B to your point A. Like you're here, you want to be here. And what is it that you're trying to get people to do in between so that you end up in this place? Uh, and that can be very different for different businesses, for different people. So it's, for me, it's all about, you know, what is it that you want to happen? That's, that's one of the first questions I ask people when we do our, when we do our discovery calls, it's like, okay, you hit me up, you want to create videos, but what is it that you're hoping to accomplish by doing this? Because I can make you a video, but if it's not in line with your goals, then you might've wasted your money. Well, isn't everyone's goals more? Like my son would want more YouTube subscribers. I would want more podcast listeners. Someone else would want more sales. It depends. Okay. Um, because there are so many different applications that you can use video for. Um, for a lot of people, it's brand awareness, marketing, advertising. Uh, there's educational uses. There's yeah. internal training for companies. Um, you know, I've, I've done all those things, sales funnels, um, you know, just messaging and introductions. There's so many different things that you can do for video. And a lot of those are company specific or brand specific or, uh, you know, specific to, to your business and the current goals of that business. Because a lot of times, um, unless I'm asking the right questions and really finding out what the current state of the business is and what state they're trying to get to, I'm going to prescribe the wrong solution if I don't have the whole picture. Um, it's, it's almost like a doctor, you know, like uh, I'll give you one example. I had somebody telling me another video marketer who was telling me about one time where uh, they were they were working with or trying starting to work with a company that was down in like a tourist destination, some area like that. And of course they think, oh, okay, you 
you're going to want me to make you a video to get more customers to come in. And it, but upon further investigation, really talking to them and understanding the business, they found out that the urgent need of the business wasn't more customers. They had enough customers. Their biggest problem was staff churn. Interesting. They couldn't keep people. Interesting. So they needed video content that was going to, to get, to get better people in the door to be staff and then better training materials so that people would, it would, the job would be easier for them and they'd be more inclined to stay rather than getting frustrated and wanting to leave. Right. Right. Um, it's funny. So before we were talking, we were having like a very brief, but poignant heart to heart about children and the way we were raised and the way they were raised. And um, I, my parents definitely were not up my ass. They had no clue what I was doing at any point in time. Um, you know, and I, and I think, you know, you were expressing and I was expressing that like, we want to be better parents, you know, I mean, my kids call out for my husband in the middle of the night because I'm a heavier sleeper, but it still makes me feel awful, you know, and we all want to be better parents. And yet, how do we define better parents? And I'm linking it back in because a couple of things. One, we're talking a lot about sales and that's important, but you're also a very um, kind, sensitive, more well-rounded human being. And like, I, you know, and like sales are important. This is your job hundred percent. But like, for me, I would go to you because of not only your confidence and your expertise, but also your interest in understanding people. And so when we had that, that, that brief connection, it, it was, um, I mean, we're connecting now because I'm excited. I want to know more, right. you know, but, um, but it's funny. It's almost like your job in part is being that um, active parent for your customers and for help. That's, that's I, I think that's a pretty accurate characterization. Right. And um, I think it's the, it's like the, the kindness in you and like the, you're a good businessman, don't mistake, you know, but, um, but I think probably one of the reasons that you're good at your job is because of that genuine thoughtfulness and caringness. And, um, well, I think I'm a terrible businessman. I'm a great creative, but I'm trying to get better. Okay. Um, like well, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not, not afraid like, to admit hey. that I don't know everything. Um, I, I know I have gaps in my knowledge. I'm working to fill them in. I have mentors. I have people that I go to with questions because I know there are folks out there who are doing it better than me. And that's the same reason that folks come to me for help with their video needs because they know that video could possibly be a great solution for their brand, for their business, but they don't have all the tools. They don't have all the experience. And like I said before, they're busy doing the things. They're busy running the operation. They don't have like they don't have the four or five, six years that I put in learning this stuff to put into learning this stuff. Right. But but I mean, like, listen, what you're saying is what I was saying about this this Facebook group where I'll go on and be like, guys, I don't know how to do this. But if anyone needs an expert, you know, for an article you're writing, I'm happy to help. And like there's all this, you know, learning and mentorship. And I I think that's how we learn best. I mean. Uh, in psychology, like they say, like, you should always have a shrink and you should always have a supervisor, you know, like, so that you've got yourself supported and also you're learning. Now in this economy, no one's got both at the same time, but, um, but I, I do think the same thing that makes you want to be a better um, father, which I have no doubt you're a good father, but is also what makes you want to be a better 
businessman or better at what you do or better at helping people. And I think there's something there where you also genuinely want to see people succeed, which is really- Oh yeah, I want to see everybody win. Um, Now, does that mean that I'm a great fit for everybody? No. Um, If you've got an organization that is extremely transactional, or if all that's important to you is the next sale, then I'm probably not the right person to work with you. No. I'm I'm very passionate about brand building, about the long-term game. Um, and, and so I tell people that, or at least the way that I think about it, like there's always, there, there's, you know, my rules are not everybody's rules and there's always an exception to the rule, right? Um, and for me, video is a long-term strategy. Now, can one video make a significant impact to your business? Yes. Yes, it can. Will it do it every time? No. And so for most people, I advise them that they need to be creating video content on an ongoing basis, whether that's with me or whether that's doing it themselves or whether it's hiring somebody else. Like if you're going to get into video, it shouldn't just be a one and done thing. There should be a plan for more. Does that necessarily mean that you need to be putting out video content every week? I'm going to say yes. Yeah, I thought a week would be too small, actually. Uh, like I, I like I love video. And so, yes, I want you to put out video content every week. Um, but for some people, that's just not feasible. So what I would say is that the video content just needs to be consistent. If you can only show up once a month on video, fine. But make sure you show up once a month on video to the point where people expect it. And if it's going to be once a week, then show up once a week to the point where people expect it. And it's part of your thing because over time you're building brand equity. And because video, if you're really coming from that genuine place and really communicating your values and your brand proposition and, you know, what you stand for and your expertise and all of those wonderful things, people will feel like they're getting to know you. I agree. And I mean, that's what you want. Yeah. And most people don't become your best friend off of one meeting. You know, it's, it's something that happens over time as you get together and you hang out again and again and again. And anybody who's been in business for a significant amount of time, especially in the B2B world, will tell you that it's all about relationships and yeah. who you know. So why not do something that will make people feel like they're getting to know you over an extended period of time so that when the thing comes up that you do, that need comes up for them, you're the only one that they want to call because you're the only one that they feel like they actually know. I agree. Alex, this has been so wonderful. Um, I'm, we're going to tell people where to find you and I'll probably reach out to you in a week or so and be like, am I doing shit right? And then we can talk prices because you inspire me and I know you're going to be, I'm sure you're a good businessman, but I know you're going to be a fucking sensation in this, this, this field that I didn't even know existed. And guess how excited my son's going to be when I tell him I spoke to you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. Do me a favor and stay on the line for a sec. Yep. Yep. Thanks for listening to the Neurotic Nourishment Podcast. If you like what you hear, please be sure to rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, shout from rooftops, smoke signals, hot air balloons, whatever. I'll take any of it. 
Uh, and if you really like what you're listening, why don't you become a patron? Join our Patreon. Visit us at patreon.com backslash neurotic nourishment. Thanks. Thanks.